Greetings everyone, this is V once again, aka Vernon English. Just commenting and saying, hey, thank you so much for listening because there's so much to listen to. And just to key in on what a writer is doing and to peruse through his minds and his thoughts is, I believe, a gift. And that's why I'm so excited when I actually record these because I get the liberty of explaining certain things. It's a process. And with the process, constantly building, not even if I'm writing notes, uh, just to take notes in the mind first is a first process in itself. So I, I revere that. And, and I also revere other writers who have already crafted their stories and who have already done anthologies and anthologies of work that I could only dream of. It's one of the benefits of actually writing stories is that you have books and booklets, you got notepads, something or some form of an account of what you've been doing with your mind and it's not a journal. Having a, a journal and one of the things that I don't do, but I still respect others who do do so, is that they write down all of their thoughts via stream of conscious. And that's a very useful tool. And I wanted to utilize this in the way that I approach certain characters. But I never wanted to elude what it is that I am thinking. So I never purposefully interject a narrator and celestial as such um, it's always from a third person perspective or perhaps even a first person perspective of them explaining themselves and this is one of those instances where a character has a one shot and so I have them being basically explained for one story throughout the entirety of hearing colors to kill sounds but it is still an important story that happens uh, just in the explanation of what the scene is or the mental stresses that a character may or may not experience and so uh, this one is basically called sunbathing machine and once again this is the second instance of me explaining a technologically advanced society at the beginning of the story, Celestial, I, I explained that it, they are technologically advanced societies and then certain societies that are spiritually advanced. Now, the juxtaposition of both comes at this point of understanding a nature and quite possibly a nurture side. But just to have those as opposites, uh, I wanted to have one clear as in, okay, this is technology, they base everything off of that. And then the mysterious part of not farmland, but basically uh, an open air place, a forest, or some place that has a meadow, or any other thing that could possibly... And so, there are different things that happen in different instances, and obviously at different times, for said societies. Now, the first book was Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds, and I painted a very vivid picture of quite possibly one to two to three settings. And I wanted that to be of note just because it was the outdoors. 
I wanted to paint a picture or something where it was an open-ended space, something like New Zealand or something like this, but with meadows and with forests, and, and something quite mercurially, a place that the reader wouldn't quote-unquote have unless they have like five horses and they lived in Montana or something like this. But essentially something reminiscent of that. And in the second story, I was expanding on what it was that I wanted to describe. So having these two different stories juxtaposes a creative element where you will see people in rags or see them be bandits or something can be reminiscent of primitive but it's not and then you'll have in this book and then in the third book and interchangeably and the fourth where technologically advanced societies operate completely and totally different or they wake up with a sense of conviction but then too in this installment and then in others there's a sense of understanding that well what is there simply to do and I mentioned this in the last installment but understanding what a time is or understanding what time rendered is or even to understand the dalliances and it's a very colorful word but how one goes about their emotions or something where they are thinking about it in the future or preemptively. So basically in having these stories and describing them, it comes back where they actually change. And so even if I was to explain another one shot in the fourth book, it would be totally, 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 totally different than what I'm describing now. And I love those elements. For the characters in the technologically advanced societies is a differentiation though because when you see they're trying to figure out emotions or trying to sift out all the other things that human beings experience on a daily basis and so it's not only with what they have as desires which in this way um, could quite possibly be exchanged as lust but then there's something else that happens too and so with this, once again, it's basically describing a character or, and, and I jokingly say sunbathing machine as I was at the beach of looking at people sunbathing and having a society based off of not agrarian, but quite possibly a, a sun-based where they equate their, not society in itself but a part of it off of sunlight and then I, I even describe it and so that was the reasoning for the name called sunbathing machine and it wasn't just a, a woman sunbathing in her bathing suit or something like this it was it generally something that described their personalities and so I have it it says um, melt melt I doubt one believes themselves to live only once can ever truly understand love and so that was a conversation and a very heavy philosophical point of making in the first three lines of it, or you could possibly say four. 
and this was reminiscent of that was reminiscent of what I was describing in the first book where there was the conversation of the unrequited love and a man for it that was in the trees and so he had lost all his memories he had forgotten so many different things but he had woken up and so then he remembered who it was that he had loved and he remembered her face but then forgot that she didn't remember or that everyone else had forgotten their memories as well and so in this instance you have someone coming with an opening line and, and I like this because I don't write journals, but I like others to describe their emotions in a very practical and not layman's term way, but it is very practical in stating this. And so he's just basically saying, like, I don't understand how anyone could understand it, love, the concept, if they've never believed themselves to live more than once. And I never mentioned this again in the entirety of the book or even just this being a one shot. And this is only a first instance and quite possibly the last instance of me mentioning something like this just because I wanted to go deep into it or go in depth. And so in the society of all of this, you have the scientists, you have others, but it's a technically logic, technologically advanced society. So you could basically equate everyone in that said society of being a scientist or in some way studying something as a specialty and then all of them forgetting their memories, everything of their data being wiped clean. And so as naturally as tinkerers and scientists would do, they would go out and explore everything as if it was brand new. To the detriment of some, but then to others it would be more or less a very exciting and thrilling and thralling experience and so this is one of those things where the character is not apprehensive about it but he's just questioning things in a first person and quite realistically human aspect and so it basically says a scientist to phenomena and that that was the instance of explaining others being scientists in itself in a play on words and and so this you understand that like i was describing a, a whole entire society of scientists and how incredibly insane that as a structure could be in itself and not to say everyone had to be a scientist more or less they quite possibly chose to be that I never even mention it to say. And so it says, the Manfreds joyous, joyously converse about the universe. I care not about opinions. And so he's describing the scene and then describing what it is that he feels or anybody as far as in that society. And that is not to say what it is that it was stating that this being didn't care about opinions of what someone stated something to be. And so even if it was love, or even if it was a concept, even if it was an ideal, ideally that being would have to investigate it for himself anyway. And so it would just be like as a frame of reference or giving someone a topography of the land or a map, but then the next person would have to go out 
and explore it themselves to confirm that this was there or that this was right there. And that was the instance, and it wasn't... It's partially off of the character's personality and then, too, off of what they feel. And so just basically off of, if anything, if a person describes an emotion, if a person describes an experience, then this person sees it as an opportunity to confirm it themselves. So it says opinions don't matter. Basically, and others can take it how they want to interpret that. Then, the description of more emotions that are revealed, but not so much as to giving an, an assist as to what this person is thinking, it's more or less what they have thought, and you'll understand what I mean by that. It says, the man for a joyously converse about the universe. I care not about opinions, only about those who choose their own lenses to live. And the definition of giving the universe something to jig to. Taking to the, talking to the symphony from above, I ran into my thoughts, dichotomy. Falling in love with myself should be fun. Testing the limits of inauguration. Bring best to table, nothing else needed for the ingredients. And so, basically this person is giving a very colorful analysis of something to jig to. And, and basically describing music and saying, give me ideas something that I can give the universe to dance or give something that they've never experienced. And he ran into his thoughts and is a dichotomy of what he already is experiencing. So he's experiencing thing and then experienced thoughts for the first time. And I'll describe that again so that it won't seem like I just perused over it, but this whole purpose of the thoughts, presence for sure, or even sunbathing machine, which is this one after, would describe them or the characters as experiencing things and then experiencing their thoughts for the first time, as a child would, or any other experience where they are going to a new setting and or are around familiar settings, but it, it's a sense of nostalgia or amnesia where they are trying to figure out, well, why is this deja vu moment happening? And this is one of those instances as well. And it says, uh, I heard a familiar adjacent mention about this explosion, the now, how we are constantly chasing the lust thing. And so, just going to break this one down. It says, I heard a familiar adjacent mention about the explosion. Quite possibly that could be the Big Bang, or quite possibly could be something else. And once again, in the society of everyone knowing everything about everything and everything already being explained, I'm not going to explain this line or many, many others. But you can get the gist of it. And then it says how constantly we are chasing the lust thing. And this is a play on words. I just wanted to play with words a bit and to say lust instead of last. Or we're constantly chasing the last thing. And then it became a lust thing. And so you can take that one as well as a description as to what I mean. But I'm not quite readily explaining what it is that a person could see. So with describing that and having these thoughts that they are experiencing for the first time, 
they're making these reference or making these vectors in their days, their emotions and the things that they experience. And so he's mentioning, oh, well, this woman was talking about the theory of life and how it was there and how it came about. How interesting that is, though, because even if you're describing something a theory of life is an egregious thing compared to everyone forgetting their memories and that theory in itself. And so it says, how useless if we were to build, nothing is wrong when all is new. Sin, balance. Spending time standing still, static equals past. Lessons, yes, but I digress. Writing on this digital papyrus found on the outskirts of one of those Edgewater villages. I must give myself a name signifying the broader meaning of this existence. Eyes say I am a time traveler. Break it down for me. I see the clever elusive ever beyond this shroud. It bends me to my will. Nothing sinister, more free. A seed will investigate further, but now, but know that it grows through me. I see another explosion. A collection of roots that support holding hands deep down underneath. According is my name meaning I will reinforce what I am learning while destroying, burning the old through time decays churning. Now, once again, this is a play on words, and I very much scoff off at someone comparing this work to poetry, which is fine. Poetry is a one way of interpreting it, but when describing characters or even giving a one-shot, I very much generally say that I just wanted it to be something for someone to read on their, their pad or to read online. And it, it's not so much poetry. Poetry is a, a very colorful and fluffy language that has been around for years. However, this is one of those instances where this particular piece, I could say, is one of the closest I had to poetry, just as far as the rhyme scheme, or something that one could be like, oh, well, that one's the only one I could think of. The rest of them are like stories. And then I'd be like, yes, yes, you're absolutely right. And, and I like this story because this person is basically going through the motions of naming themselves for the first time. And so understanding it's it's two different things right they wake up and they're understanding okay well people exist all these beings exist but where's my place in it and that's where they're they're understanding the universe and that was one of the first questions asked in their minds and then the second was okay ignoring others opinions and then going with what they truly feel and I think that's one of the biggest themes in Sunbathing Machine is when I even describe the first two words, melt, melt. I doubt one who believes themselves to live only once can truly understand love. And so through that, their understanding thoughts or understanding complex things and structures or even concepts, and then two, having a fun and play with it by even describing their name, which is a play on words, it's called according. All of these structures are not meant to be so root or so unchanging and unbending. 
where you can't guess or infer what it was that I was saying. The purpose of me naming these things and explaining this is so that you can get another interpretation to the interpretation I just gave. And, oh, that was what he meant. Oh, well, I believe he meant this. And this, and I'm really, really glad I'm reading and explaining the sunbathing machine to you because in the second book, there are so many other different instances of one-shots or technologically advanced societies where people operate differently. And, and I wanted this to be of note, and I'll end with this, as to say when someone wakes up, well, is it nature versus nurture? Every day is different. And so by proxy, you have things that surround you or a place that you were grown up in. But how you operate afterwards is completely and entirely up to you. And the character and is not so much based off of the circumstances considering they're an adult. And they have the liberty and freedom to choose how they interact with the rest of the world for the rest of their lives. Is it primarily the, the nature part and the yelling, the screaming, and, and all the other different things that describe a person? Is that innate or is it something that was just learned and just how they learn to describe themselves or how to communicate? Could that be something that changes? Could it be an instance of it just being a habit? Habits can be broken. What truly are these things? We have these things and we have these descriptions because they've existed for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. But if all of these things were wiped away and if all of that was shaved away and we were at our bare and, and to show the essentials of what it is that quote unquote make up our persona or a persona, then what would it entail? And these are the descriptions that I'm giving of what I believe what would happen when, for instance, a technologically advanced person wakes up and then wants to understand the world and themselves around them. Well, first, they would infer that opinions are opinions. Uh, quite possibly, the universe maybe happened with a Big Bang with music. And then them naming their name and then understanding that lust and a couple other different emotions are, are pretty cool. the surmising of sunbathing machine but there's so much more to it i appreciate anybody for listening thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you you have no idea how much uh this helps as far as even for the building of something the ideas i'm just thankful hit the subscribe button tell someone about it thank you so much and this is v aka vernon english signing off peace peace